You may have noticed by now that many of the Bible passages used in the Joyover app aren't worded exactly the way you may have remembered them. This is because we use an uncommon Bible translation called the World English Bible. We do this for two main reasons. One, the World English Bible is a public domain translation, meaning we can quote from it extensively without getting special permissions or paying royalties to publishers. And two, it can be helpful to hear scripture from a slightly different perspective from time to time. Every translation has its strengths and its weaknesses, but hopefully hearing a translation you might not regularly listen to may make familiar passages feel new again. For example, in many places where most modern translations translate God's name as Lord in all capital letters, the World English Bible transliterates it into the proper name Yahweh, thus serving to spark deeper language depth in our consciousness. We also found that while the World English Bible is very accurate and concise in its wording, it's also very readable and understandable, which is helpful when meditating and contemplating the deeper meaning of such powerful passages. Our hope and prayer with this decision is that you hear something new and purposeful with this translation as you allow its newness to penetrate your heart, mind, and soul. Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand on the path of sinners nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in Yahweh's law. On his law he meditates day and night. Psalm 1, 1 1-2 It would be neglectful to spend any time teaching about prayer without taking some time to walk through the prime example of biblical prayer the prayer Jesus taught his disciples, which we call the Lord's Prayer. This prayer is likely familiar to you. In fact, so many who hear this hear words that are so familiar that they may have started to lose some of their meaning. For most of us, when we listen to overly familiar things, our brains tune out and our eyes begin to glaze over. So before we dive into understanding more about the Lord's Prayer, let's take a moment to clear our minds and set our intentions so that we can hear and grow in our understanding of this powerful prayer. For many Christians, this prayer has become a daily reminder of who God is, our Heavenly Father, what He desires for His kingdom to come, and how we participate in this way of life through forgiveness and avoidance of evil. As a template highlighting Jesus' values, by praying this prayer, we learn to value what Jesus values and to ask the Father to provide his people with the essential things to complete the church's mission. However, I urge you not to exclusively recite this prayer as if it were some magical mantra. Jesus instructs his disciples not to use vain repetitions as the Gentiles do, but to use this prayer as an opportunity to learn how to pray, not merely as a play-by-play of what to pray. Jesus provided a pattern with this prayer that we can imitate. The overall flow highlights a few key points of focus. To praise God, praise his work in the world, pray for our daily need, and pray for help in our daily struggles. The first three petitions address God. One. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. 2. Let your kingdom come. 3. 
let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The following three petitions address human need and concern. 1. Give us today our daily bread. 2. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. 3. Bring us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. The last line, which is usually found in most Bibles, is a prayer of declaration. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Note, Bibles that do not have this line usually come with a footnote saying something like, this line isn't found in the earliest manuscripts. This line is also missing from Luke's recording of this prayer. But whether or not this was in Jesus' original prayer, we will include the line in today's session. Let's now break down each key phrase so as to better understand the depth of this prayer and its valuable meaning for our lives. Our Father, in heaven, hallowed be your name. This phrase indicates how God is not only majestic and holy, but also personal and loving. The opening line of this prayer is a powerful statement of praise and commitment to honor God's holy name. When explaining the opening to this prayer, the former Archbishop of Canterbury, Rowan Williams, once said, Understand what you're talking about when you're talking about God. This is serious. This is the most wonderful and frightening reality that we could imagine, more wonderful and frightening than we can imagine. How do we honor God's name? By using it, reverently and respectfully. Let your kingdom come, references God's spiritual reign. In the Old Testament, God's kingdom was announced in the covenant with Abraham. This same covenant is present today in the hearts of every believer, and his kingdom will come when all evil is destroyed and he establishes a new heaven and earth. To pray such words, let your kingdom come, let your will be done, is to pray words of incredible weight and significance. Every place in the world is experiencing misery, pain, and despair. Our world is evidence that things are not as they should be. As Christians, with hearts attuned to God's way of life, we should be actively praying that more and more of the world be submitted to God's authority, his leading, and his way of being. We have an active responsibility to pray that God would intervene and lead us into being people who bring healing and restoration to the world. And to pray this part of the prayer is to respond to an invitation for us to offer ourselves as doers of God's will, asking him to guide, lead, and give us the means to accomplish his purposes. But we must also be prepared that God might call us out on it. Making this earth conform to the way things are in heaven usually is hard work that comes at a cost. This isn't just a prayer for God to act, but it is also a prayer of submission to God and his plans for reconciliation. To pray, give us today our daily bread, is to acknowledge God as our provider. It is a misconception, especially in this independent and individualistic culture, 
to think that we provide for our own needs. As Christians, we must trust God for what he knows is best for us, and not what we think we need for ourselves. When we pray this passage, we must always keep in mind that we are praying to our dad, and he is a good dad. Yes, sometimes dad's best will be uncomfortable and downright self-sacrificial, but we need to keep the attitude of, your will, not mine, be done. Our father cares about the little things, and by praying to him for our needs, we grow to see that everything we have is a gift from his hand and to be received with thanks. A large part of any prayer practice isn't to change God, but to change ourselves. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. After Jesus concludes this prayer, he gives a little more content and context for this line about forgiveness. He says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. It seems that forgiveness operates a little like a snorkel. You can't just inhale over and over without exhaling in between. If you refuse to forgive others, you end up jamming up your snorkel, making it impossible to breathe in the forgiveness that you need from the Father. When we hold unforgiveness in our hearts, it only hurts us, and it's a burden that weighs us down and keeps us from receiving God's forgiveness and healing. Whenever we ask God to forgive us of our sin, we should also ask ourselves if we've forgiven the people who have wronged us. The importance of this phrase is a significant reminder that forgiveness is a two-way street. The modern Western world is full of temptations and distractions that easily sidetrack a person from the best things a life of faith has to offer. These temptations don't even have to be evil or directly damaging to maneuver us off course. For this reason, we need to be all the more mindful and vigilant of the enemy's plans to trip us up. To pray the words, bring us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, is to pray for God's help in recognizing the temptations that uniquely and specifically trip us up. Acknowledging that we can't overcome these temptations without him is to choose God's strength instead of our own. It is God's desire that we steer clear of the path of the enemy, and the Lord is always ready to lead us in a better direction. We need to learn to listen to his guidance and have the will to follow his plan. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. As we grow in the likeness of Christ and the journey with him towards spiritual growth and transformation, we need to make sure we remember it is through His Spirit working in us that we achieve and accomplish such things. By praying, for yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever, we are powerfully acknowledging it's all about Him. All the glory and honor belong to God, not us. We should always approach the Lord with reverence and humility, and in doing so, show the world the wonders of His love. Last, but certainly not least, Amen. Sometimes we forget this word means more than simply over and out. The word is less about the prayer is now over, and more about declaring, I really mean this, or 
I am deeply committed to this. This simple word packs a powerful punch to the conclusion of such a reverent and holy prayer, and it's beautifully fitting that such simplicity can declare such emphasis and greatness. Amen. This session will begin by reading through the Lord's Prayer, just as it is in the text. For a second time, the prayer will be read again only, it will be read slowly and reverently as a time of personal prayer and contemplation. During this time, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you how the words and meaning of the prayer apply to your life today. Ask Him to reveal Himself to you. Feel free to pause this session at any time to expand your prayer time if you feel prompted to do so. We will be using the World English Bible Translation and reading the passage from Matthew 6. Let's begin. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. Bring us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. My Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. My Father, my Heavenly Father, Creator of the universe, you are awesome and worthy of my devotion. May I never take you for granted. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, may your will be done, not my will, but yours. May your will be done in my life. May your will be done in my family and in my neighborhood. Show me the areas of my life I have not submitted to you. Change my life to match the ways of your kingdom. Shape my will to yours. Give me today my daily bread. Provide, Lord, what I need today and every day. Help me share your provision. Help me to meet the needs of those around me. Forgive me, Lord, of my debts. And help me to forgive the debts 
of others. Forgive my sins, O Lord. Help me forgive the people who have done things against me. Help me to let go of any grudges I may carry. Help me to let go of any bitterness I hold towards others. Bring me not into temptation. Deliver me from the evil one. Now guide my steps this week, God. Keep me away from stuff that's going to hurt or distract me. Help me submit the areas in my life I know I'm doing wrong. Protect me from evil. Remove the spiritual bondage from me, O Lord. Help me walk in the light. Help me walk in your light. For yours is the kingdom, O God, and the power and the glory forever. I ask all of this for your glory, Heavenly Father. Not for my own glory, but for yours. I pray as you do your work in me, I would remain humble and grateful. May those around me see the quality of my life and praise you. I give you authority to do all of this in my life. Amen.